0: Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark, research analyst for Money Markets here with your weekly Bull and the Bear podcast. If you aren't already, you do want to make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, Uh, If you're not there already, head over to uh, YouTube.com, type in Money in Markets. We've got the green Bull and Bear logo. Once you get there, uh, you'll be able to subscribe to our channel and then mash that notification bell and get notified every time we release a new video. And we have tons of features out there. Uh, We've got videos with Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell, Green Zone Fortune's coder Charles Sizemore, and myself. And we do videos each and every week, so you don't want to miss that. Now, I want to move on with today's podcast. Cryptocurrencies um, are, are hot. They, they have been hot for a while, and they remain a hot commodity for retail and institutional investors alike. It really doesn't matter whether you are experienced or inex- inexperienced. Uh, odds are you are trying to dip your toe into the crypto market. Uh, Bitcoin, for example, uh, you know, it surged back to around $60,000 earlier this week after trading between thirty six and 48000 uh, since August. And investors are turning to cryptocurrency for a, a lot of different reasons. Uh, unlike traditional currency, cryptos, can't be printed, they can't be seized, and they potentially uh, do provide a safe store of value. And that value can't be diluted uh, as there is typically a limited supply of the particular cryptocurrency. Uh, And so basically they're protected against potential inflation. And governments can't really tax cryptocurrencies unless you, the owner of the crypto, uh, has expressly cooperated with the government to do so. And odds are, if you're buying cryptocurrency, you're probably not doing that. So there's a lot of other reasons why cryptocurrencies remain in vogue, and, and I, you know, we could dive into all of them, but that, that's really not the point of, uh, of today's podcast. Now, to gain the popul- to gauge rather the popularity uh, of crypto, we can examine the uh, open interest in the world's most popular cryptocurrency which is bitcoin now by definition uh open interest is the total number of futures contracts futures open interest rather uh, it's the total uh, number of futures contracts held by market participants you me institutional investors whoever at the end of a trading day and then you take all those contracts from the open trades and subtract the contracts when the trades are closed and you get the open interest. Now, open interest is commonly used as kind of a technical indicator to examine market sentiment, strength of current price movements, things like that. It gives us a good gauge to see okay, um, where does the market seem to think this is going? And is its current price uh, sustainable? And, and if we look at Bitcoin, uh, as with many other cryptocurrencies, the open interest has actually risen along with the closing price. As of mid-October, the open interest in Bitcoin futures contracts reached an all-time high of around $14.9 billion. That's massive. Uh, That is the highest it has ever been. Uh, And this high point indicates more and more traders are entering the market or pouring more capital into the market, thus uh, infusing that money into buying cryptocurrency. Now, today I wanna to look at a particular cryptocurrency that has outperformed the likes of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and even the US dollar, which isn't really saying a whole lot, but beating Bitcoin and beating Ethereum, which are much more well-known and popular cryptocurrencies, is actually something to, to, to not be scoffed at. Solana is a blockchain platform that is open source and decentralized. It uses Sol, S-O-L, uh, as its internal cryptocurrency. And in many ways, Solana is a close parallel to Ethereum. Uh, as crypto developers and entrepreneurs are using Solana uh, to build out ecosystems with crypto and blockchain as well as a a broader blockchain community. Now there are some differences between the platform and they are pretty stark. Solana boasts a transactions per second rate of around 65,000. That means the platform can, uh, you know, issue and work through 65,000 transactions per second and the settle time is 0.4 seconds. Um, That is considerably faster than Ethereum which only has a 30 uh, per uh, transaction per second rate and a 15 second settlement time. So it is kind of blowing the door much, much faster rather than Ethereum. Now the average transaction cost for Solana is, get this, and I'm gonna say this numerically, $0.000025. That is a fraction of a fraction of a penny. The average transaction cost for Ethereum, $12.76. So Solana is faster and it's considerably cheaper to use the blockchain platform. Uh, and now, that's just a 30,000 foot view of things as there's a lot more depth uh, that can be covered here uh, in, in both the comparison and how things differ between Solana and Ethereum. But I want to focus on the actual cryptocurrency, Sol. From a low point of $1.39 in November of 2020 to a high of $209.70 earlier this week, the price of Solana has risen, get this, nearly 15,000% in a year, almost less than a year, 15,000%. That is a massive jump. It has pared back a little bit, but it still remains almost 14,900% higher from its low a year ago. Now also keep in mind, the run-up didn't really start until late July of 2021. On July 26th, Solana was priced at around $28.20. Since then, the cryptocurrency has jumped more than 643%. That's in three months. 643%. 643%. That's better than a lot of options out there. Uh, so that's a massive jump. And those returns are probably better, are actually better than some of the bigger cryptos by a pretty wide margin. Over the last year, uh, Solana's return on investment is bested Ethereum by 1,011% uh, and Bitcoin by 2,442%. In the last three months, that ROI has beat Ethereum by 259% and Bitcoin by 308%. The takeaway here is that Solana has quietly outperformed the more well-known cryptocurrencies over a year and over three months, and it's not even really that close. Also, consider volatility. Bitcoin is known for some volatility issues. We've talked about that before on videos and things we've written for Money and Markets. Um, Its downward movements happen just as far and just as fast as their headline-grabbing upward swings. Now, as a recording of this video, Solana's volatility has dropped to 0.94. Remember, anything that is at one or above uh, or below rather is considered less volatile than those things considered uh, one or higher. We can look at Solana's open interest. Now we're going to circle back to determine why the price continues to move and how stable that price might be. This time last year, the open interest was very low, uh, which explains the price remaining down for most of 2020. There was a slight tick in interest in late April into May, but then it trickled down. Then it took off in August, just as the price of Solana started to escalate. That open interest hit an all-time high about a week ago, but maintained, and is still maintained at around $1.5 billion in open interest. This suggests the amount of money investors are kicking into Solana continues to grow. This is the same thing we're seeing on the stock market. Uh, the influx of investors and in capital is pushing stocks higher. Retail investors are flooding the crypto and stock markets with new cash, investing in meme stocks and other high-growth tech, and a wide range of things, and we're seeing equities push even higher, very similar to what we're seeing in crypto. I'd be remiss here if I didn't mention the fact that our chief investment strategist, Adam O'Dell, has uncovered kind of what he calls the perfect trading window. This is something that traders have actually kind of stumbled upon without really knowing it, but Adam has got it figured out. On November 4th, he's going to give you all the details, and I mean he's going to dive deep and let you know what this is about, including the perfect way to play this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's a strategy that's already crushing the market by six times. That is massive, especially considering the type of bull run that we've seen. Now, we'll have a link up above here on YouTube, and we'll try to give you one of the show notes as well if you're listening to this as just a traditional podcast to give you the opportunity to reserve a VIP slot. For this life-changing event. So I'd be remiss not to tie all that back together. Now, I do want to look at the results from our latest YouTube poll. Uh, In last week's podcast, I talked about three biotech exchange-traded funds, and we asked you if you were invested in any biotech ETFs. Around 35% of you who voted said that you were both mixing and matching uh, ETFs and individual biotech stocks. Not a bad strategy. Another 33% said you prefer to hold individual stocks rather than an ETF. And 12% said you don't invest in biotech at all. Now, if you did invest in biotech, we did ask you to kind of tell us why in the comments, and Jim said, "All a big concern of mine is what will happen to biotech stocks should the market take a big drop. Well, that's a valid concern, Jim, uh, and, and the short answer is, is there's really no way to tell just how a particular sector is going to react when the broader market falls substantially. Um, will a sector will all sectors fall? Will just a few? It's really hard to answer because this is a market run unlike we've, we've ever seen. And the fall can be perpetuated by just about anything. It could be a headline, it could be inflation, it could be uh, you know, uh, you know, another variant of the COVID-19 pandemic. It could be any number of things, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to affect all sectors of the market. Biotech could be excluded. It may not, Hard to say. So Jim has a valid point here uh, and could be a reason why he's not getting into biotech right now. And I, I respect that. I understand that. Now, thank you to everyone who commented on and, po- and voted on our poll. We do appreciate that. We do them each and every week. So make sure you check back on YouTube and, and do vote uh, for the question that we have posted. Uh, we do these polls, check our community tab. That is where they're at. Uh, and you can see what we're going to ask next. We have a lot of great content here on our YouTube channel. We've got Ask Adam Anything, Investing with Charles, our weekly marijuana market update. We are also working to provide uh, maybe a new video series uh, in, involving a particular sector of the market. So uh, make sure you check back. And uh, we'll let you know more about that once we have all that, all those questions answered. We should have those answered relatively soon. Now, uh, if you have a question on a particular stock or a sector uh, that you'd like either, any of us to look at, myself, Adam, Charles, or all three of us, we would love to do that. And you can ask that question by emailing us at feedback at We'll drop that email address down below. Or if you're on YouTube, you can comment below on our YouTube channel and we'll take a look at that as well. If you do uh, ask a question or even submit a video of you asking a question and we stitch that in and we use it, we are going to hook you up with some money and markets gear, kind of like this T-shirt I have on right here, uh, and we've got hats, sweatshirts, other stuff as well. So, uh, ask a question, we use it. We're going to get you lined up with some money and markets gear. Also, don't forget to head about head over to our mothership at Uh, we'll Sign up for our free daily e-letter. Uh, in that e-letter, you get uh, the best, uh, most comprehensive, safe, sound, smart investing information that we have, and you get it seven days a week, delivered to your inbox for free. Until next time, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and host of the Bull and the Bear podcast, Matt Clark, wishing everyone safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.